Okay, I guess we can go ahead. Uh, hi everyone, I'm Melody Henning. Um, I'm the Communications Administrative Specialist um, in Communications and Creative Resources, and I am filling in for Porter Arneal. He had to be out today, so thank you for allowing me to be here and lead in his absence. Um, the housekeeping items that I need to share um, is just to let you know that this meeting is being recorded and broadcast on the city's YouTube channel. Um, please remember to mute yourself during the meeting unless you're speaking. The chat function for the meeting is disabled and all the chats will go to me. Um, and unless you're participating, it's best to turn your video off so that those who are participating can be seen on the screen. You'll still, still be, able be able to hear. Um, and then when you want to participate, turn your video on. Let me know if you have any issues with that. And um, yeah, just a reminder to state your name each time you speak for the benefit of those participating remotely. And the city reserves the right to mute people or turn individual videos off to minimize distractions during the meeting. So thank you. Um, at this point, I can just open this meeting by doing a roll call to make sure all of our board members to see if they're here. So I think I'll just go down the list that I have. Um, Mary Doveton. Here. Brendan Allen. Absent. Um, Katie Tigreen. Okay, Sue Shea. Here. Stephen Horton. Here. Heidi Champagne. Okay. I see Katie here as a guest um, on the Zoom chat. So Katie, if you're there, can you unmute your mic and let us know? might be having audio issues. Um, and then we have Peter Bobkowski. Okay. So don't know that we'll have to vote on anything today. So um, the quorum might not be met, but that is all right. I don't think we need to make any motions. Um, Stephen, do you want to take over and go through the agenda items for us, or? Uh, nothing at the moment. I mean, basically, the the agenda is going to be the roll call, which you've, which you've just done. Then we go into the strategic plan, which would be uh, updated by the city manager. So um, we have Craig Owens and Derek Rogers. Craig Owens, yes. With us today um, to present on the strategic plan. Good afternoon, uh, Craig Owens, uh, city manager. I am uh, really honored to be here. Um, I um, am visiting with many of the 48 boards and commissions that the city has um, to kind of go through what is, I believe, a very important document. And 
um, kind of give you some background of how it was created. Uh, hopefully many of you participated in this formulation and have uh, been uh, seeing um, the results and some of the conversations of the construction of it. Um, but it's really important that everybody kind of understand it and um, see themselves in it in the work that we do together for our community. So that's why I'm visiting with each of these boards and commissions. Um, it is it is an honor to be here and um, to to um, to visit with you. I have visited with this group at least once or twice before, but it has been a while, and so some of you may not have um, I may not have met yet. So thanks for your service and thanks for having me in. Um, I do know at least one person is going to be subjected to this for the second time, uh, and I apologize for that. But Mary, maybe you can hold me accountable that I didn't miss anything this time around. Um, the um, so you'll remember perhaps that um, several years ago, the city created its first strategic plan and got into the strategic planning business. Um, and it ended up in that blue poster that was on the walls and in our chambers and all that. And it did a good job of kind of establishing that if you want to do things that take a long time and that are more um, difficult and take um, a lot of investment, then you've got to do it strategically and you're going to put those things in place and do then start to do the hard work, um, deliberative work to try and get to that other place. Um, and so it was good that, that we had a foundation in that. One of the things that plan did was basically uh, say on top of everything else that we're doing, we also want to do these things, but didn't really restate what it is we're in business to do and didn't really restate everything we're in business to do. So um, that's one of the things we wanted to to address with this next strategic plan that we've we worked to create. The other thing that I think is a distinction from that process was we that was built by you know from the perspectives of our elected leadership um, and what they bring to the table, which is important and ultimately is the translation of the community's um, needs and expectations in how we do that work. Um, what we want to do this time is we want to start with a lot of listening. We wanted to build off of a very strong foundation of community engagement. And so we started by asking, um, I, I asked for volunteers amongst all of the city employees to go help us in, go into the community and listen. And I hope that we get 20 people to help us with that work. I ended up having 50 volunteers to do that work, which is just so gratifying and exciting and kind of reflected to, I think, this new organization that I joined. Um, the, the, the enthusiasm that um, the um, employees have for their community and the people that they, that they serve. So, um, so we did some training and we've sent everybody out into the community. We asked for, instead of pulling everybody to us, and putting a microphone in City Hall um, at seven o'clock on a Tuesday and saying, you know, you got to come here and tell us. Um, we went out to where people were already gathering. We asked for invitations to where people already were talking and meeting about their community, having conversations about what was important to them. Um, and we were we, we did, did um, get invited and get access to a lot of those places. And the other neat thing was by using these 50 people, um, they have 
individual and unique connections to different parts of our community too. And so I think that really helped us get access to um, different parts of the community, most many of whom were not uh, are not always invited and do not always participate in um, the policy setting. And um, so I was very proud and, I, and we were intentional in trying to pull those voices in. So the results of that process led us to lend us about 3000 different perspectives that were brought into that. We had 3000 people share with us, this is what I'd like to see for our community. These are the things that are important for us. So we, we curated that body of data and brought it in and um, working with staff uh, uh, as well as the ultimately the city commission, we uh, organized these into five different categories. And if I can be permitted to screen share, I I'd think like you should be able to um, as co-host, I made you co-host. Ah, that work? Mm -hmm. yes. Thanks. Um, so the the five different areas or way that we organized this were, whoops, um, unmistakable identity, strong welcoming neighborhoods, safe and secure, prosperity and economic security, and connected city. So these five uh, categories are how we organized what we heard people want for their community and the work that it was going to take to do that. So our strategic outcomes uh, as defined are were organized that way. From there, we had conversations about how do we describe them? These are good terms and, and um, categories, but how do we describe what we mean by that and what we heard? Um, and so we spent a, a lot of time, a painful amount for many people uh, on, uh, of time on developing these statements that describe and articulate what we meant or what we heard and what we were going to try and do to deliver for our community. And um, we had really two audiences in mind when we did the descriptions. One, we needed the 3,000 people plus to read these statements and say, yes, you heard what I offered you. You know, you received it and it's reflected here. I think you understand what I asked you to do. We also had an audience in mind of the people that were gonna be doing this work. So many of the employees, we wanted to make sure that somebody um, could read the statement and understand I'm coming to work every day and doing hard work. And I know it's moving the needle in these directions. And so um, it was important that the language that we used was was meaningful to those two groups primarily, but also to any reader and, and somebody that comes new to the community understands that's what we're here and trying to do. So the next step in that was we built these robust scorecards. So it's important, I think, when you have a strategic plan and you establish um, important outcomes that you're trying to achieve and goals you're trying to achieve, that you see as we're doing our work, are we making progress? Are we actually achieving what we intend to achieve? And if we're not, then we get some indicators to help us get back on track or um, indicators that suggest that we might want to try some different tactics to get different results or to get results in a, in a, uh, at a faster pace. And so we established about 70 or 80 
uh, key performance indicators that are on. If you click on each one of these, and I'm, I should tell you, we're, I'm talking off of our website. So this is all live, active, and accessible to anybody who is interested. So I'd encourage you to go in and take a look at it. But when you click on these, then um, you will uh, be taken to the scorecard that will be the performance indicators, as well as the strategies and tactics that we're going to be employing. This is how we think we will make a difference and then it, it'll show you if we're making a difference. Um, so there are about 70 or 80 all told through all of those things. And um, those are those are important also about the second piece of this framework. The second piece of this framework um, is that we also heard that what we do is important. The outcomes that we achieve together are important, but how we do it is just as important. This community really does have an expectation that the way we do our work together, uh, it, it honors some characteristics and some ideals and some values. And so the six um, commitments statements that we make interact with those outcome statements and I'll explain that in a little bit but community engagement efficient effective processes equity and inclusion sound fiscal stewardship engage and empowered teams and environmental sustainability are the lenses through which we will measure our success so we know what we want to achieve and we're going to evaluate that achievement in each of the outcome areas through these lenses and you'll see that built into the scorecard or the key performance indicators each one of those will kind of be looking at success and and uh, achievement through those perspectives and we again spent a lot of time describing what we mean by each of these commitments and the commitments that we're making to the way we do our work um, so that's the summary of this framework. Thousands of hours of investment in this, both from community members and stakeholders, as well as volunteers, elected officials, and a lot of staff time has been put into developing this framework over, you know, 18 to 24 month period. Uh, and so um, we feel like this is going to be good to primarily is going to help us be proactive and put our efforts and energies towards something that we intend that's designed and that is responsive to what we heard the community asking us to do. And um, the other thing that I will say before, you know, kind of turn it over to questions is this is a starting point. This is a tool a new tool that will be useful, more and more useful, we hope, as we use it and as we make adjustments to it. So it's not perfect. Um, there are some things you'll see in the scorecard. You might see some beautiful uh, orange cones. I'm proud of the orange cones, mainly because they indicate um, that we didn't compromise. Uh, we might not have the data yet that we think is the best indicator, but we're going to give, we're going to we're going to use that instead of using data that isn't the best indicator necessarily what we're trying to achieve, but it is data that we actually have. It might not be the best way for us to know that we're making the difference that we intend to make. So that's why you'll see some of those orange cones and we're working to include that data. But this will get better as we use it. This will get better with your input, with the community's input. Um, it'll get better as we run some experiments and um, you know, allocate resources in one way or another, maybe differently than we have before, because we know where we're trying to go instead of it being kind of, let's just do some good stuff 
like we did last year. Um, this is a, a much more strategic uh, effort. So I'll be quiet there and um, ask if there are any questions that you might have. And I'll stop sharing. I see some people moving, so I know I'm not frozen up and can't hear. No questions on the list? I don't see any questions in the chat. So any people comments, on the comments or suggestions? Even better the second time, Craig. This is very. <laughs> I, I'm getting practiced. <laughs> I'll just throw something out. I'm the team champion for unmistakable identity, and the work that your advisory board does with the TGT grants is ties right into that. And I think what you're doing is awesome. Uh, so Craig mentioned the 70 roughly uh, key performance indicators, and data in this group is really uh, we're struggling with that. We'll get better. But what we try to do is move, based on the data, the needles in a favorable direction to either increase, for example, one of the KPIs is my culture is celebrated in the community. So how do we do that? Special events and other things. It could be sporting events. And then we come up with the strategies and activities to help implement, to, to help meet our goals with the unmistakable identity. So it's, uh, it's a fun thing to work with, and I think you guys, I'm sure, enjoy uh, what you're doing with the TGG grants, and we really appreciate all that you do. City Manager Craig Owens, Derek, thank you for that. I neglected to mention that we, we do have, Derek is a, a champion for an outcome area, unmistakable identity. The one that I think you really, the work of this um, committee really um, supports most directly. There's probably some other things that you'll influence as well with your work, but um, you'll you'll probably make the biggest impact in this area. But each of these outcome areas has a champion and each of the commitment areas has a champion. And the committees and the work that we do of trying to, uh, on a weekly basis, um, is to really try and um, get the intersection of each of these. So you'll see each of these commitment champions or those commitment teams have a representative on each of the outcome teams and vice versa. So that intersection, I think, is what really, it's, it makes it harder. You know, this framework is not, does not make it easier. If we just did the outcomes, that would be easier, but I don't think it would be sustainable and I don't think it would be as good. So having these champions that are accountable for the results and that are integrated into the other teams, I think is a, is a really important feature of this framework, which I hope serves this community for a lot of years uh, as we continue to adapt. Well, I will not prolong my stay uh, if there's no other input or questions or 
Greg, very much. Thanks very much for your time. We appreciate the update on the uh, strategic views. So, and uh, I will ask one more time, are there any questions? It doesn't look like it, Craig. Okay. So thanks a lot for joining us. Appreciate, appreciate it again. Thank of course. You. Thanks for all your work and uh, happy weekend, everybody. And yourself. Thanks. I think we did miss one item. Um, we are looking for public comments on anything that's listed on the agenda, which would be the strategic plan, which would be the uh, the scoring matrix for the TGT sheets. Uh, does anybody have any questions or comments on these items that they would like to forward or present? And it doesn't look like that. Okay, so we'll proceed now on to reviewing the scoring matrix. Uh, Mel, do you have a a the listing of that or the the criteria? Um, I have a link that was here on the agenda that I can open and share. Uh, for there the is the matrix. with the agenda. The scoring sheet was sent out. It was attached to the agenda. And basically what we can do with this, uh, we, can, we can go through it. Um, I know that we are limited, I believe, to 120,000, is that correct, Melanie? Yes, it's 120,000. And we have a significantly more uh, applications than the 120,000. Um, this criteria has been used now in multiple years, and it seems to be it seems to work, it's rather successful. It gives us the opportunity of, as the board to identify each of the uh, participants in many aspects, whether they are bringing in night uh, hotel stays at night, or is this going to be positive for Lawrence? Is it going to enhance the um, the community of Lawrence. So it isn't just a dollar item. This is also a dollar community item. So therefore we try to balance how we how we uh, score this. And each of the each of the participants or applic applicants gets to do a presentation as well next week for three minutes so that we can go through the application initially and then we can also get an opportunity to question the applicants next week. Um, and that, I believe, is on Thursday, is it? That's on Friday next Friday. week. Um, yes, I wanted to update everyone. There was going to be a meeting, um, two opportunities for the three-minute presentations. There was going to be one Thursday and Friday, but now we're just doing the one on Friday. And that will be distributed via email to all the applicants as well. Correct. Yeah, we are um, working on that schedule, okay. and that should we'll be out. That early next week. Well, we can go through the individual criteria of the scoring sheet and at the end of this I would like I would open it to if persons or applicants have any questions to this. Um, 
The first item would be, does this event generate overnight visits to Lawrence? And that is weighted rather heavily because the TGT is generated by the transient guest tax. The transient guest tax is generated by the hotels. So overnight stays do um, generate the transient uh, tax fund, um, which in turn we can use to uh, promote Lawrence and having these different participants coming in and we can help fund them initially so that they can get their, their uh, events off the ground. Second one would be, does this event create an overall economic benefit for the community? There are items which are single day events, so therefore they may not generate uh, overnight, overnight stays in, in the hotels, but maybe the downtown Lawrence, uh, the the uh, what's the shopping one sidewalk sidewalks out they may not generate a lot of overnight stays but they generate a lot of tax revenue for Lawrence so therefore we have we we look at some of these events yes they bring in they bring in hotel nights or maybe they just bring in uh, taxes as well so it but it also promotes Lawrence and that's another aspect another aspect would be does this does this event generate visits in off-peak seasons obviously there are times in this city which are very busy uh, it could be maybe the weekends for football events that are in town it could be uh, when we're having a lot of the teams in town which are generating revenue through the hotels and having sporting events in town. But we'd also like to be able to hold events in Lawrence during the off-peak time, so therefore we can generate revenue then. And also it would, it would enhance uh, the events that are happening in Lawrence, so therefore it would become more... Of a, you know, get more visitors coming in. Next one would be, does this event enhance the cultural vibrancy of Lawrence? There are some items which really maybe don't generate a, a whole lot of funds, but they do significantly help with the cultural vibrancy. Um, the, these, these are also weighted on a zero to 10 points. So that's a heavy weighting as well. Explore Lawrence has always been out there trying to bring, put their heads in beds, but they're also trying to bring in events into Lawrence, which expose Lawrence to more people coming into here. So therefore we can get a higher amount of traffic going through town. Uh, community benefit. Does this benefit the community? Uh, there are many, many events that happen in Lawrence, which are private events, but there are other events which also usually apply to this, whether it be the parades that we have downtown, those are community events. They're also they enhance the cultural vibrancy of Lawrence as well. So they are taken into consideration. Another one, is this a signature event? Does it have potential to become a, or a, a is this a signature event or does it have the potential to become such an event, i.e. is it an event which is going to return year after year after year? Um, obviously those events are going to, so if those events on an annualized basis, and we have many of them, whether it be some of the parades downtown or whether it be some of the sporting events, we look at that because a one-time event is nice, 
but a multi-year event is even nicer. Next one is application quality, the completeness organization, clarity of application. We can't really make a good um, suggestion of who should get these funds if we don't have clarity of who is participating and how they are being funded. So it's important that the participants or the applicants who are putting, um, who are applying for this funds tried to give us as much information as possible. Are you getting funded by other 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 uh, companies? Are, are you going to be on a off season, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, if there's going to be 10 sporting events on the same weekend, I mean, that's, there's going to be a, a bit of a log jam there, but we, night, we, we look to see how you will enhance Lawrence. Next one. Does this event have the financial commitment or, or support and supporting resources? It's nice that the TGT would uh, assist you with your, with your uh, event, but we're not looking really to totally fund your event. We're looking that there has to be other participants in Lawrence that are taking, that are participating with this. Uh, we don't want to be a, a, a entity that funds a same item year after year at 100% because that can't go on. It has to, you have to have, you have to be looking at becoming self-sufficient in the near future so that we can then look at other other events and other applicants to start bringing those in as well. Um, added points for strong projects which were, which align well with the program, um, and which you are confident of success. There are some items out there which are very strong and they they generate an awful lot of revenue for Lawrence but there are also other, other items out there which are very strong which are annual events which generate and help the cultural vibrancy of Lawrence so the, those we have to look at what can repeat what can help Lawrence and the TG the transient uh, guest tax funding of these we take that all of those items into consideration Obviously, we have a lot more applications than there are funds. Um, as these are scored by the participants of the of the uh, board, they will all be put together at the end, and they will be totaled out. And so, therefore, the the one the groups that or the applicants that get the highest score, right, will then get the highest funding. Uh, not all groups, not all not all uh, applicants will be funded. We just cannot afford it. And also, not all applicants will be funded at a hundred percent of what they're requesting. We, again, it can we it's impossible to do. On a, and, and historically, we have gone through and we have identified what we think is the strongest groups that can be coming into Lawrence, and we have funded them as we saw appropriate. Um, but we've never had enough funds to fund all of the applications at 100%. And we've never had enough funds really to fund all of the applications, even a partial. So that we will 
go through this and the, the funds have been reduced this year it was 150,000 now we're down to 120,000 due to the fact that the hotels have been very significantly hit they're not generating the transient tech, transient guest tax because of covid so therefore appropriately we had to reduce the, the funding as well uh, hopefully if this is successful and these participants and applicants can bring in a lot of revenue to Lawrence, then we can start rebuilding again to where we were. I know it's at the moment it's it's a little difficult, but I know that the participants on the board who have been on the board for a few years, they they've gone through this and we've sat and we've argued and we have we have come to we have we have agreed to disagree sometimes but there is there is none of these none of these scoring ever comes easy because the good part about it is the board has many different aspects whether and the people on the board come from many different backgrounds so therefore they look at this and there's a lot of thought process that goes into these scoring matrices um so I'm going to leave it at that, unless there are any questions. Stephen, this is Mary. I, Hi, Mary. I, I do have a question. Yes. Uh, remind me, uh, were applicants, they're, they're allowed to ask for a percentage of their overall budget, is that correct? We, I know that they're allowed, they're allowed to ask for 10% of the total. Uh, so that would be the maximum of $12,000. Right. On, on but, their event, I'm not too sure. I would have to go through the, the rules on that again. Uh, and I, we can get that answer back to you, Mary, but I'm sorry, I can't answer it off the top of my head. Okay, because my question was, uh, are all of the grants that we are being given pre-screened so that they are all eligible. I'm sorry, Molly, what you're saying? Um, I think this is this is a representation of um, the website that you received of, of all the grants that we've received. So there hasn't been any pre-screening as far as I'm so aware. They, they have not been pre-screened. These are the, this is the raw, the raw list of the, of the applicants. And then as we go through it, as you know, we're looking to see what other funding they have. We're looking to see what what uh, they have, what they're what they are prom promoting. And also, we have the opportunity next week to sit down with each of these with each of these uh, applicants and ask them specific questions in regards to this before we submit the matrix. So this is a pretty raw list to start off with, and then now we start doing our homework. Thank you. Yeah, so that was the next agenda item was to, there was a link to review the applications. So you can see that, um, I'll show that here. So you can see what that looks like um, in case you haven't clicked on it yet. So this is, sure, yeah. This is all of the applications that have been received here. Yeah. And it's on, there's a link to it on the agenda for today's meeting. And um, there's also an email sent out to the board members um, on the 8th with a link to this. Um, and uh, in that email to board members, there's, I wanted to note 
there's an Excel version of the scorecard. And so you can do your tabulations on the Excel sheet and send those to us electronically, or you can print it out and write those in and drop those off to City Hall. And that's how we'll be collecting them. So we can collect them both ways. Does that answer your question, Mary? Yes, all thank you. All part of it, yes. Yep, here's the, thought I was sharing the screen earlier, but here's the website where all of the applications have been. And Mary, you should have had access to all of the applicants and all of their, uh, all of the, of what they filled out already. And basically going through all that and reading it and then, then start the scoring process. And then we start looking at the, if the groups come in to do a presentation, then we have the opportunity to ask specific questions based upon the initial information we have. Right, I just couldn't remember if there was an allowable percentage of their total budget that they could ask for, not, not um, the amount that we had. I, I know that TGT says 10% of the total, but isn't there, it seemed to me there was also a total within that that, for example, you couldn't ask for 100% of your budget. I believe there's a, a percentage of the individual agency's budget for that event that they can ask for. Melody's going, yeah, Melody will be going through the the uh, criteria for that and confirming that with you, um, okay. getting that information. But um, I mean, yeah, some of these groups, they need 50,000, 100,000, you know, or maybe not that much, but certainly 50,000 to actually function. And we can't, we cannot fund that, but we can help them if it's going to be beneficial for Lawrence. Yeah, and I'll make sure to ask um, Porter that question and he can follow up in his email to you all next week to clarify. Thank you. So are there any, any other questions on the, the uh, TGT scoring matrix? Okay, we will. Uh... Um, yeah, we can just go over the calendar then for yes. the, the upcoming meetings. So the calendar next uh, December the 17th will be the, the board meeting where we'll hear the three minute uh, presentations from the applicants and we then have the opportunity to question uh, how everything, any questions we have in regards to their uh, their event. Uh, January the 4th, the advisory board scores will be submitted. Uh, then January the 7th, the advisory board meeting, we'll review the scores and make the recommendations for the funding. And then on January the 18th, uh, before that, they will be submitted to the commission for review. And then on the 18th, uh, the, the uh, commission will review for approval. And same as last year, same as the year before, basically, it's it's that um, January the 7th, reviewing the scores and making the recommendations so that we can wrap this up, 
make sure everybody agrees, get it over to the city commission so they can review for approval. Any questions on the calendar? I can make a <clears throat> note that uh, the meeting on the 17th is from 9 a.m. to noon as well. And this, the 17th will also be recorded. Mm -hmm. So it is available on YouTube. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. If we have nothing, no other items on the on the agenda, um, would somebody like to move for adjournment? Oh, this is Brendan Allen. Oh, there was a question there from Kim Aspach. Uh, are presentations in person or on Zoom on the 17th? Um, I believe they will be on Zoom. They're on Zoom? I believe okay. so. Um, Is there the ability of doing it in person? There may be an option to do hybrid. I think that Zoom is being, um, you know, people preferred right now, but there may be an option. So um, uh, we can provide some clarity on that next week too when we send out the schedule. Okay. Thanks for the question, Kim. Any other questions? Would somebody like to move for adjournment then? Uh, yeah, this is Brendan Allen. I'll move for adjournment. Thank you, Brandon. Second. This is Mary, I'll second. Thank you, thank you, Mary. Okay then, that should complete the, the meeting of the TGT. Um, grant program. Thank you all for participating. Thank you for the guests who, let, who checked in and uh, hopefully we'll see you next week on the 17th. Have a great day. Thank Thanks. you.